Another Bitcoin critic has seen the light as billionaire Ray Dalio has stated he prefers Bitcoin over bonds. Hey, we'll take it. The U.S. Treasury is calling for stricter cryptocurrency compliance with the Internal Revenue Service, and Elon Musk says he won't sell his Dogecoin. Around the world, China is doing what China does, Canada is doing what Canada does, and Iran is doing what Iran does. So what exactly are they doing? Well, we'll fill you in on all the stuff and some of the things lightly seasoned with laughter, making this episode just shy of unlistenable. On our Bad News, episode number 516 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Actually, I think we are just one tick below unlistenable, which makes us a little more than unlistenable. But if you're here and you're listening, that helps raise our social status just a bit. I don't know, you know how listenable you are that's listening to us. So if you're listenable and we're unlistenable, eh, you know, we're somewhere in between. And that's why we call it the Bad Crypto Podcast. I don't know. We're pretty listenable. I would say oh. fairly listenable. I'll listen. I'm listening well, to you listening right now. For four years, so I think that we must be doing an okay job. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, each and every one of you wonderful souls out there. Thank you for taking some of your precious time of the day and listening to us. We enjoy sharing with you all the bad news. Not that it's bad. A lot of it's pretty good this week. We're we bad. are. We're the bad ones. Yeah. And a quick shout out to our sponsor at AnyTask, a great freelance marketplace that allows freelancers to sell digital tasks and earn electronium, alleviating the need for a bank account and no fees for sellers. So if you're an artist, illustrator, designer, animator, why don't you join their NFT category? They need artists. Go check it out today. Badco.in forward slash AnyTask. It's the place to go. And with that, Sir Lord Travis Wright, what say we get to the news? Let's do it. Timestamp, May the 26th, 2021, 4.33 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The total crypto market caps in the green today, 1.762 trillion. Bitcoin, 38,671. Ethereum, 27.87. Tether, a dollar and a penny. Binance coin, $370. Cardano, a buck 74. XRP, 0.999. Dogecoin, 34.5 cents. Polkadot, 2383 USD doing what USD does at a dollar. And look at this, Travis. I've I've watched this one come up super quickly. I must confess I know nothing about it, but coming in at number 10 this week is ICP. It's called Internet Computer. It's a $137 token right now with a $17 billion market cap. And I have no clue what it is. No, this this is actually this is a project that's been in works for a long time, from what I understand. I think it used to be called Definity because if you go over to its medium, which is medium.com forward slash Definity, D-F-I-N-I-T-Y, Internet Computer Genesis, they're doing their launch. They have their own, their source code has been released. Uh, they're going to release a decentralized TikTok or they already have. It's in the works. They're doing basically they're trying to create, for the most part, 
a web authentication and identity on, on the web, decentralized. They're trying to build a lot of interesting stuff. So the token, I guess, just recently was released and it was it was a pretty high value token right from the get go. I don't know if they did an ICO, IDO, whatever, but here it is. I'm looking at the charts. It's been out for a grand total, folks, of less than what? Man, it, it came out at $500 on May 10th. That's when, it's, that's when it came out. That's when it launched. It's a $17 million market cap. But think of that. At, at, in May 10th, it was $500. Then it went down to $279. It's pretty much, it's close to its all-time low. At $107 is its all-time low. $99, it looks like, on May 19th, which was not too long ago. All-time high, it says, around 700 bucks. And right now, it's chilling at about $1.37. So how crazy is it for it to pop out and have $500 million worth of volume? I know it's already on Coinbase. It's already on a lot of these markets. If you go and look at all the markets it's on, this thing is on 28 different markets already. Hmm. Well, there you go. Do your own due diligence, guys. We are not financial advisors, but do your research, and maybe we'll end up talking with somebody from that team. Bitcoin dominance at 41.1%. Ethereum, 18.2%. And I'm going to stand by my belief that, the, uh, that there will be a flipping in market cap, that uh, Ethereum at some point will overtake Bitcoin in market cap because Bitcoin is a store of value and Ethereum is designed for, to build smart contracts on. And there's just more and more companies and businesses and coins that are going to be built using smart contracts. So as far as practical application goes, Ethereum just has a much bigger marketplace. Mm, it truly That's does. my personal belief. It does. I mean, so, so many coins are built on Ethereum. It has all the DeFi built on it. It has a lot of the mm -hmm. NFTs built on it. And then you have Binance coin, which has been, you know, which is essentially built on Solidity, which is very comparable to what Ethereum had done. They just eliminated a lot of the gas fees and changed it up a little bit. And I think that Binance, Ethereum, those are, I mean, if you just look at the top 10, right, you start to look at these top 10, you're seeing, you know, Ethereum, Binance, Cardano, Polkadot, Polygon, Chainlink, right? These are some Solana in the top 20, VeChain. So there's a lot of those in the in internet computer, which we've not done a whole lot of research on because it's so brand new. But Polygon was one that we talked about last week that just blew up. And then during the crash, it went down all the way down to 88 cents, Joel. And I looked at that. And since we talked about it last week and I said, man, it just blew up last. It got up like $2.50 something cents. I was like, oh my God, it's at 88 cents. So I went on Uniswap and then swapped over to buy some. And by the time I finally got some, it was like $1.05. And, uh, and then today it's $2.23. So that thing just popped back. I was like, that's why you want to listen to the show, folks. That's why you want to tune in and look at the top 10, top 100, do analysis on it each week. And then when these dips happen, go and look and see which coins made such a significant drop. And, it, and why did it? Is it just because of the FUD that was going on? Like polka dotless last week down forty two percent. Like that's a crazy, and, and it's coming back up. But there was some big, big dips over this last week, and you know, with Bitcoin all the way down to thirty thousand, now it's sitting at around thirty eight five. There was just some movement happening. I think Ethereum's back on its way up to to three grand. It looks like not a lot of good winners this week, though. Overall, Joel in the top one hundred. No, it's been a very red week, a very sad week. And of course, it was just after we did the show last week that things started falling apart. You know, that's what happens when you, you know, discuss prices 
um, on a news-based show is these markets can move super fast and and they did um, you know of course the markets crashed some of the biggest losers this week down between 40 and up to 55 percent Terra Phantom OKB Avalanche Kusama Waves Polkadot, Sushi, the list goes on. Very red on the seven-day charts. But the last 24 hours, we've seen every one of these bounce back. So there are those who were shaken out at the bottom. But here's what I figured out in my research. I didn't sell any Bitcoin on the drop. Did you? I did not sell any Bitcoin, but I am in the process of getting a house. And so I was like, oh, man, if this is the big drop and it does what it did like in 2017, oh, no. So I had pulled out most of it, but I was like, I needed a little bit more. So I did sell some Ethereum at uh, less than what it is right now, but I didn't sell anything. Um, all right. So the point being is what I have. Of course, I'm no out, whale either. I'm like a little minute. No. Yeah. Most of the whales didn't sell anything. It's retail investors. It's the people who have been you know, new to crypto going, how do I buy Bitcoin? Then they see it going down and they panicked and they got shaken out. And that's why things are moving back. Now, again, as a non-financial investor uh, advisor, I'm going to stick with the same um, thoughts that I had before on this bull run. We're just getting started. Now, that is not an indication for you guys to go by, okay? That just, that's my opinion that we're just getting started. It does not make sense for the bull run to end this soon. It does not make sense for the bull run to end with a new high being only 3x. It's my contention that if the charts do what the charts have done in the past and history repeats itself or even comes close to rhyming, that Max Kaiser might be right and he is sticking with $210,000 Bitcoin by, I think, October. Wow. I'm not, I'm neither a, a financial uh, investor. You say, I'm a not, this is not financial investment advice or whatever you said. Okay. I'm not a financial investor. I am a food investor. Yeah. And I had a delicious lunch today at BG's you have a burrito? Barbecue, barbecue. Nice. I invested the yeah. shit out of that and now I'm digesting it. Very good. Uh, let's get into the news. There's some interesting Bitcoin news popping around here, folks. Yeah. Ray Dalio in the past, had, you know, he is a, um, a billionaire investor. He is a hedge fund manager, and he has said negative things about Bitcoin before. He said things that would not shine a positive light on Bitcoin. In fact, he said earlier that the U.S. may attempt to ban it. But, of course, that hasn't happened right now. And he has said, the more we create savings in Bitcoin, the more you might say, I'd rather have Bitcoin than the bond. In fact, he actually said for himself, personally, I'd rather have Bitcoin than a bond. When you have billionaire investors, hedge fund managers saying that they would rather have Bitcoin is a better investment instrument than government or corporate bonds. Look out, gang. Look out. I mean, that that's not something you say at the beginning of a bear market, is it? What do these guys know? Well, check this out. From January of 2020, Ray Dalio was on CNBC Squawk Box at the World Economic Forum, and he goes, uh, there's two purposes of money, a medium of exchange and a store of wealth, and Bitcoin is not effective in either of those cases now. And because of the volatility, 
you just can't go next to it. Someday, you know, I would say Libra or something more stable value has got more potential. But also, who's going to do the buying? Central bankers or or others? What are they going to hold as reserves? At what, at what has been tried and true? Are they going to go? Are they going to hold digital Bitcoin? They are going to hold gold. That is a reserve currency. It has been a reserve currency for a thousand years. A bit of gold is diversifier. That's what I would give. Stay away from Bitcoin. He said that a year and a half ago. He changed his tune. He did. He put a new CD in. And, <laughs> and, and now he's got some better jams, basically. <laughs> yeah. So he's not the only one. You know, we knew it was just a matter of time before the world financial systems would consider uh, Bitcoin a serious asset class. And now Goldman Sachs. Matt McDermott is Goldman Sachs Global Head of Digital Assets, and he said, quote, in their latest research, Bitcoin is now considered an investable asset. It has its own idiosyncratic risk, partly because it's still relatively new and going through an adoption phase, and it doesn't behave as one would intuitively expect relative to other assets, given the analogy to digital gold. Uh, clients and beyond are largely treating it as a new asset class, which is notable. It's not often that we get to witness the emergence of a new asset class. Goldman Sachs, welcome to the party. You're welcome to grab a seat. So check this out, folks. This this is news happening after Bitcoin had dropped from its all-time peak of sixty, almost $65,000, right? And then it knows it did, it's down about, what, 40% from its all-time high, maybe a little bit more. But look at that. You know, here you have one of the biggest investment and financial companies in the world saying Bitcoin is now an official asset class. That's a sign, folks. More and more people are waking up to crypto. I get emails and DMs and Facebook messages and tweets and all kinds of stuff on the regular from folks who are like, what should I do? How should I get started? And I'm like, look, it's real easy. Get yourself a Coinbase account. Start out with baby steps, right? And then you start learning about it. And just, you can put in 25 bucks a week. You can put in 100 bucks a week. Just start. Get a little Bitcoin. Maybe get a little Ethereum. Maybe get a little Binance coin. Maybe get some DOT. Get, do some research on some of these on these coins. But just get started. Start putting some money in on it and get rolling. Not financial advice, but it actually it is. Do a little bit and then ignore it. And watch. It'll keep going up for the most part, we would assume. That's what most people are saying. So, there you go. Take it what it is. You don't got to start off with it. You don't got to go out and, oh, my God, how am I going to get $40,000 to buy one whole Bitcoin? You don't have to. Just get started. Uh, yeah. And don't be whining about it. A thousand miles, Joe. Calm begins with depositing just a little bit of fucking money into your Bitcoin account. <laughs> <laughs> so Cointelegraph likes to post um, stuff that – they have like a bullet point list of signs that the market is moving one way or the other. Uh, but they've got this article here that says there's three convincing signs that the Bitcoin bears have stopped selling or I should say stop manipulating the market. And uh, those would indicate that it's moving back to the 42,000 K area and that the moving uh, the 200 day moving average is moving back up. They're also saying that deposits on Bitcoin exchanges are declining, which would indicate, you know, when you move money, Bitcoin to an exchange, it usually indicates that you want to sell that Bitcoin or convert it to something else. So I think those are all good signs. That is a, that is an incredible sign. 
And that's that's really what you want to pay attention to is that inflow. The number of addresses that are sending money to Bitcoin, like there was there was a lot of that happening as the price moved up to sixty five thousand dollars. And then I, I saw like two or three a couple days. I think it was a couple days before the big dip down to thirty thousand. They said that inflow was at a higher level at that time than it had been since March of two thousand twenty. And I was like, wow, uh, there could be some serious sell-offs. And there were. And so, you know, this is one of those things that, that, that happens. And I was paying attention to that. And I was like, am I going to I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to sell. And then I was like, wait a second. Oh, my God. This thing's maybe falling off a cliff. Everybody got spooked on that one, except Diamond Hands Joel Kahn over here. I had, I, I did not, I had cubic zirconia hands just because I needed to make sure I had enough to pay for the house. <laughs> I was I was sad and I considered for a moment, but I reminded myself that I've been here before. You know, the wisdom is not making the same mistake twice. And I've made so many mistakes so many times. This time I'm like, all right, this feels really bad right now. How do I feel? I feel fearful. And I reminded myself of what Warren Buffett says, uh, not Jimmy Buffett, who says, wasting away in margaritaville looking for my lost shaker of salt some people say it's a woman to blame but i know it's my own damn fault not that mm-hmm. buffett not that not buffett. Jimmy buffett warren buffett who says jimmy! he doesn't say that either but he does say but jimmy out there knows that was a shout out to him and he's he, he just shouted back at his podcast player jimmy, jimmy! So, <laughs> be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. It's going against the tide and being a contrarian. When there are dramatic moves either way, that is usually a tried and true indicator that the pendulum has swung too far and there's an opportunity. Yeah, that was it. Like I, I got I got rid of some and then I was like, oh, wow, look at the low price of Matic. Damn. So I was like... <laughs> So I did. It's like I had some cubic zirconi hands because I got out of some and then got in another, put some, stored some cash back. It's always good to have some USDT or USDC sitting back or some stable coin sitting back. So when those dips happen, that's when you can pounce. So like always pull out a little bit of profits along the way and have that reservoir sitting over there so you can pounce when the time is right. Because when that time is ready to pounce, the time is ready to pounce. And now it's time to move on to the next story. Because the time for pouncing is over, unless you're the United States Treasury that does not want to miss a beat when it comes to taxable dollars. So this is what they're doing, according to the story on CNBC. They're going to be imposing new regulation, says that any transfer of anything worth $10,000 or more must be reported to the IRS. Every transfer of two thousand of ten thousand dollars or more when is this when is this going to uh effect mm. not sure when it goes into effect but that's the way it is i mean think about it with your bank account like I, I just went to go see my bank and they said that uh i can't even do wire transfers for more than seventy five thousand dollars it unless i get approval from somebody higher up it's like you can have your own money but you can't necessarily do stuff with it so if you're making big transfers they they report that same thing as if like remember you ever fly on an airplane and they say do you have more than ten thousand dollars on you like ten thousand dollars in the crypto world with this hyperinflation that we're that we're entering is just not very much money but the old guard is like oh 10 grand oh my god that's a lot of money i can't even buy a car like 
I mean, you can buy a junkie car. You can't, you can't, it's like it pays like a third of a brand new car, right? So it is, it is what it is. I also think that this is a sign that that mass adoption is coming here sooner than later. This is a sign the IRS and the Treasury Department is taking crypto seriously. They can't ban it, it's going to be here. So I think that probably they should work out some systems with an exchange or some port where like a percentage of your trades or something get pulled out for, for the taxes or whatever. I don't know. They got to figure something out to make it work better. And they and they got to change the rules a little bit for crypto because crypto is not like stocks exactly because, man, you have these huge dips. It's like, all right, I bought this crypto. Oh, the value just tanked. Oh, great. Well, now, oh, but I but I sold here and now this is a sell and now you got this much profit, but now you bought this, but now the tank, now the coin's gone way down. They really got to update the rules because crypto is a whole different volatile game. Well, that's what it's going to take. Mass adoption is coming. Unlike mask adoption, which needs to go, and I'm looking at this next story here on Forbes, and Billy Bambro is wearing a face mask in his profile picture. I do not understand that. I'm sorry, gang. If you feel like you need to wear a mask out and about wherever you are, for whatever reason, do it. But why would you put it in your profile picture? I, I just, I don't get it. It's a I virtue signal. It. They're going, hey, Look I... At me. Like you know, it's the same people rising like, 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 because now in Missouri they've they've sort of cut the the masks. You, I, literally, it's like almost like it is back in the day. Except a lot of the you know the wait staff and the people at the different places they'll be wearing a mask, uh, but you don't have to wear them anymore. Uh, but I still see people driving in their cars by themselves wearing masks or riding a bicycle wearing a mask. Like you're outside. Who are you going to get COVID from yourself? Like, why would you wear it in your car unless you're an Uber driver and you have to like, it just makes no sense. There's, there's a lot of this stuff that just makes no logical sense. And if you're paying attention to what's going on on this, it's come out that, you know, Fauci and his department was, was doing this research with Wuhan and that COVID was created there. Like he's starting to get a lot of heat. If you pay attention to some of these news sites, like Fauci's starting to get a little heat because he, they, they was doing this, uh, Funding for discovery and and and, uh, and and oh, and then it gets released. That's what was the craziest yeah. shit. If you think about it, when because if you watched the scenario when it happened, the Wuhan was closed down to all of China except the airports to fly out everywhere internationally was wide open. And so th- that that's there's some stuff. I read this book a while back, Joel. It was called Unrestricted Warfare. And it was by two Chinese libert- libert- libertarian, libertarian, wasn't libertarian. Liber- were they were they librarians? Yeah, it was the uh, it was the librarian army. I guess libertarian army or whatever it's called over there. The, uh, and uh, the People's Libertarian Army (PLA). Two generals in that, and they were talking about asymmetrical warfare twenty years ago about how they're going to bring down the American superpower, and they're not going to do it with bullets, and they're not going to do it with boots on the ground. They're doing it with the economy. They're doing it in other ways. And I'm telling you, for my research in this and other folks who I know that you ha- that are are medical in the medical field and virology and, and and microbiology, dude, people don't realize it, but we're in a silent war with China. People don't realize it, and everybody keeps talking about Russia, 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 Russia. But look, China tries to manipulate the crypto markets all the time. Let's bring it back to the crypto space. Oh, we're stopping mining. Oh, we're stopping trading of Bitcoin. They're just trying to manipulate the market so they can buy cheaper Bitcoin. Why? Because they like to impact and mess with the markets. Why? China has a 500-year plan for its civilization. America's only 200 and some odd years old. We're not even 250 years old yet. We're 245, 246 years old. China has a 500-year plan. 
We don't. We have maybe a four-year plan, which is like a three-year plan, because then you got to go out and you got to start, you know, doing your campaigning again. But eventually China's going to eat our lunch because they have a long-term plan and strategy, and they're not afraid to do diabolical shit with, with, with biomedical shit. Well, and bringing it even closer back to crypto, well, actually back to the show here, this article by the mask-wearing Billy Bambro. And I don't know Billy. I'm sure he's a super nice guy. I just don't understand why you would cover your face in a profile picture. Uh, he says that he's covering Elon Musk, you know, who's, of course, a big fan of Dogecoin. And uh, he says the battle here is between fiat and crypto. And he's right about that. You know, he's joked about Dogecoin being the people's currency. Uh, and he was quoted this week in a tweet as saying, I haven't and won't sell any Dogecoin. He has a large Doge holding. I have no doubt, none. Now, again, not a financial advisor. Doge is currently sitting around 33, 34 cents, and I'm holding some Doge. Um, I, I sold a bunch of my Doge at like a nickel because I never imagined it would go too far beyond that. But I do fully expect Dogecoin to go to a dollar. I think it's going to see its day that that happens. And uh, there's going to be people that get you know quite wealthy off of of doing it but don't you dare go buy any because you heard me say that i'm not buying more i'm I'm holding what i'm holding but i'm not buying more i could be totally wrong but i will not be surprised when it happens i wouldn't be surprised as well uh at this point i mean i wouldn't be hell it got up to 70 cents or something right so 69 70 cents i mean that's not too far away if you'd asked me a year ago if I'd have thought it would got up to 25 cents, I would have laughed at you. But look what happened. So, and um, again, thank you. Good job, Billy Brambro, wearing your mask. Thank you. That got me off on a serious tangent there. Anyway, that's part of the bad crypto podcast, folks. Glad to stay. Come for the crypto, stay for the laughs and uh, the, the random rants. Uh, so check this out. So there's a piece here on Bloomberg. You guys can go take a look at. It. There's a video. They're talking about the crypto roller coaster. And Wall Street is doing what it can. It's trying to figure out, you know, how to make sense of all of these Bitcoin swings, right? Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. And uh, there's a team at JP Morgan that uh, they think that it's it's premature to call the end of the Bitcoin sell-off. There's people that are they're still buying it. There's some people who are warning that uh, Bitcoin could drop below 20,000. There are other people saying, no, let's not get too fancy. Crypto slide. Here's, here's what happens. But I think the, the Wall Street is going to start looking for ways to to stop the, the the massive volatility, and that's just what happens if you're in a 24-hour, seven days a week market where crypto doesn't stop, crypto doesn't sleep, crypto keeps going. But uh, Wall Street's trying to figure it out because you know Wall Street freaks out when they have a 10% dip in a day. They're like, oh my god, the stock market's down 10%. Like you you see people you see. You see these, these stock market guys, you know, like freaking out and jumping off buildings and shit for a 10% drop. Like, come on, guys, get some nuts. Like, you got to you gotta get some diamond hands, folks. It's not the end of the world. It's like now, it's like I was listening to, uh, to, to Dan Held. He's the, the guy over there at Kraken. He's, he's got a ton of followers on Twitter. He says, you're an OG if you've been through one complete Bitcoin cycle, mm -hmm. which at this point, we've seen it all for the most part, right? Multiple times. And um, yeah, this crypto goes up, crypto goes down. But for people who are just entering the market, when you see Bitcoin go from 64, uh, you know, and then less than two weeks later hitting 30,000, like that's significant. That makes people's buttholes clench, the sphincter clinchers.
My sphincter be clenching. Uh, I'll tell you whose sphincter isn't clenching. There is a whale that has $15 billion in Dogecoin, right? There's a few of these guys that are holding a crap ton, a metric crap ton of Dogecoin. But the same wallet that's being tracked and nobody knows who it is, they just know the address because it's got 36.7 billion coins in it. They made a purchase of 420.69 Doge. I mean, this is to- this is a joke, right? First of all, this person has billions of doge, but um, of course, 420 is a reference to smoking weed and 69 is a reference to, well, 69. So, you know, why this person made this purchase, um, you know, if they're they're meme lovers or whatever, it's just kind of funny. I think it's stupid. Here's why I think it's stupid, because I'm actually looking at the address. If you can go to that, you can see the address for this particular Dogecoin address. Like, th- this is no news at all. Like, this seriously, if you scroll all the way down, he's been buying little amounts of shit all the time. Like, all the way down to the beginning of, like, all the time. He's all, this, this account is always buying two does, 28 does, a dollar, 1.7 does. Like, they're just buying tiny little amounts of does, or does just coming into this account as tips all the time. All the time. Here's 101 does, here's 69 does, here's 54 does, here's... That's a, this, is a, this, is, this is not a story. Somebody hey, actually, probably uh, sent this account 420.69 Doge, which is what probably happened. I'm actually looking at it right now, and it's 420.6899999 was sent. I can actually see the transaction here when you, when you scroll down a little bit. Yeah. yeah, this is like a tip account, so I don't know that they actually bought it. But you know what? We're leaving this non-story in here because it's entertaining. It is entertaining. And somebody's getting pulled over, it sounds like, in my neighborhood. I hear it. I can hear it. Travis, are they coming for you? They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see these nice clean men in their green, white coat, the clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. So, how many people would know that it was Napoleon that did that song? Yeah, it was uh, not the Napoleon, but a guy named no. Napoleon. Yeah, it went, went by Napoleon. If he was Napoleon, he'd be like, they're coming to take me away, haha, to the island. So I'm being there was ex- a, exiled. There was a big blunder we covered last week where Block, BlockFi um, sent out what was supposed to be promotional Bitcoin of uh, $701, but they gave away 701 Bitcoin um, in response to that. And now people are having a hard time getting funds out of BlockFi, it appears, and there's some lawsuits going on. Um, BlockFi says it doesn't affect their ongoing operations. All client funds are safe. Some are not having any issues withdrawing funds. Is it really a problem? I don't know. But Crypto Slate decided to cover it, and now we're telling you about it. So mm-hmm. that's all. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, 701 bitcoins given away. Whoops! And now they're not allowing anybody to withdraw. So. Yeah, they're putting the clamp down. There, uh, people are like, "Oh my God, I got a bunch of free Bitcoin." No, you didn't. But I, did. I don't understand why they won't let anybody with a drawl use their system, Travis. I think it's racist against people from down south. Really, don't don't be talking about me with my drawl. Well, hopefully you're wearing some drawls. <laughs> I got but when my you do drawl, the podcast, bro. sometimes you ain't got to wear drawls at all. 
New data suggests that the pandemic has accelerated the trend towards adopting digital currencies. I'm sure that there is some economic data to back this up, but file under no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Duh, of course. You know, you're you're we're in times of uh, financial you know, instability. And that's how many people have lost their businesses or their homes, you know, the, their way of life because of lockdowns. Of course, crypto is going to pick up during the pandemic. Another non-story. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that it comes from The Economist. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. We've covered this before. But there's a 1988 Economist cover that predicts a world currency by 2018. And there's a uh, sort of a digital uh, looking coin on the chest of this. Like um, it looks sort of like a phoenix, like a phoenix rising from a pile of burning cash. And that was in 1988. It, 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 the Economist has predicted that we'd be going to a, you know, world currency at some point. And digital currency seems like the next level of advancement for civilization. And um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You're handing off paper money. I like paper money. I don't mind it. I like to use it and hold it. I, I like to have a little bit of cash on me. I like paper money, but it's not backed by anything. And a lot of people are freaked out with germs all the time. So if you're handling money a lot and you're concerned about COVID, which I'm not because I have a pretty strong immune system, uh, is that, you know, yeah, eventually paper money is going to go away. It's just, it just seems like the natural evolution. And uh, it sounds like there's a fire truck out there. And I know I'm hearing all of it. It's amazing. Having a party time over there. Yeah. What's what's going on? So a quick piece of news from one of our partners at Gala Games. This is a big deal. These guys are redefining gaming and blockchain. They've got over 10 games to be announced by the end of 2021. But here's the big news. You know, the uh, the films Sin City, The Dark Knight Returns, 300, Daredevil, Frank Miller is the creator uh, of these uh, these projects, the art for these projects. And he is teaming up with the Concept Art House and Gala Games to make NFT collectibles based on the Sin City franchise. It's in uh, conjunction with the 30th anniversary of the movie that watches like a comic book with Bruce Willis and Mickey Rourke. Uh, go check out Gala Games and what they're doing. Go to badco.in forward slash gala games and tell jason brink that we said hi i think we're going to have him on the show here again uh in the near future yeah and i also want to give a shout out to uh, a great company that we've been working with called vulcan forged uh they're doing some nfts they got a dap ecosystem built over there they're a game studio that's building a plus plus type quality games and uh, they just launched this thing called berserk berserker uh berserk.vulcanforged.com you can play it on the website. You can play it on iOS or Android, and uh, you can get registered and play on that. I got it. It's amazing. The game looks really cool. They got a bunch of amazing games, and nobody heard about them at all, and they just, like, popped up out of nowhere, and uh, they're doing some really cool stuff. If you like gaming, and I know Joel loves gaming, uh, and go check it out because the quality of the games are phenomenal at Vulcan Forged. Yeah, undiscovered gem is what I would say. Let's take a little trip around the world, but let's start right here in the United States of America. If you are a corn husker, you may be from Nebraska. Governor Pete Ricketts has signed a bill into law 
that Nebraska can now issue state charters for crypto banks. And so they are joining other states that have done so. I believe Wyoming, right, has done that. Um, and I don't know if there's any others, but they are going to be jumping on board here soon. And so congratulations to, you know, the, the smaller states are able to move and pivot faster than the uh, the more populous states with more bureaucracy. And so way to go, Nebraska, leading the way. Did you say corn? I did say corn. When did, you, did I you? eat corn? <laughs> now, oh, let's I remember it was at Chili's. Other side of the world, inside joke, that's now outside. <laughs> I love that, that I actually messaged you that a couple of days afterwards. I was like, hey, a, a corn siding. <laughs> So China, uh, more, you know, more assholeness coming out of China. They are going to socially blacklist Bitcoin miners in the Inner Mongolia region. If you are caught mining Bitcoin in Inner Mongolia, then uh, your social credit score is going to go way down. That means no loans, no using the transportation system, um, no cyber cafes, can't get a phone account. You'll get your business license revoked. It's it's crazy. I mean, just total authoritarian um, behavior over there. And um, no bueno. So China doing what China does. What's happening in the UK, Trev? Yeah, we had an interview a few episodes back with a guy we were talking about with China. China has 65% of the mining of Bitcoin right now. Like, why would Bitcoin, why would China want to disrupt that? So there's probably some other underlying story here that we don't necessarily know yet. But we'll you're you're thinking about uh, Stephen Lieb. Was yeah, the, Stephen. That yeah, we talked to on the show. Yep, All right, yep. tossing the question to you again from China to the UK, mate. Uh, well, it looks like there is a uh, a big ad campaign telling people to buy Bitcoin. They're like. Ah, you scouse, you need to buy Bitcoin, don't you? That's right. Go and buy it now. It's an ad. If you're seeing this on the underground in the tube, it's time to buy Bitcoin, mate, with Luna. Well, yeah, but here, here's the deal. They, they're putting the ads up in a certain way. It's the Luno Exchange. But this uh, ad organization in the UK is saying you can't run these ads what? because they don't, they don't have the right, they don't have a risk warning the ad said on it quote it's time to buy and because they they said that the crypto exchange luna was being misleading and irresponsible noting ads like this should mention that bitcoin investment is highly risky due to its extremely volatile nature you know what i'm so tired of people telling others how to live their freaking lives when do when will the people say enough why do we keep either electing or allowing these people to say this is how you should live your life? The, yeah. the, the whole image said if you're seeing Bitcoin on the underground, it's time to buy. And so this organization complained, eh, you can't tell people it's time to buy in an ad because they're too stupid mm-hmm. to do their own research. These this people is how do you- any state over in the UK. Uh-oh. And it's, I'm, it's, I'm furious at this. I've had a thought about this for a long time. Because it's like, think about this: like all the bravest DNA that was in Europe, like died in World War II, and all that's left are the soy boys and the descendants of soy boys. 
And now, <laughs> because all the strong willed, you know, courageous men died in World War II, or a lot of them, you know, a lot of them, you know, came back to live. But like now we're in this era where, you know, there's that, there's that quote that I've heard that says, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, hard times create strong men or strong people. And it's so true. It's like we're right now, we're, we've been in the times where we've had, we've had great times and now it's creating weak people and babied people and people who get their feelings hurt over everything. And you got to be handheld and, and everybody's got to, you know, got to tell you what you can and can't do. It's crazy. Nanny state shit. It's crazy. And right. you just, you just triggered a soy boy or two right now. You just triggered somebody that is offended by what you said, Travis. And that's the point folks mm -hmm. right there. If that's you, if you're triggered right now, don't tell us, go tell your therapist. No, just stop drinking soy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, eat a sandwich. Have some turkey. And so, you know, have not to <laughs> have some meat and taters. Not too distant from the UK because uh, the Queen has her hands in the till as well. In Canada, regulators are saying that a crypto exchange has broken the securities law laws and been non-compliant. And they're, they're coming against Poloniex saying, non-compliant, you have failed to comply with Ontario securities laws that are designed to protect Ontarian residents that need their hands held. You know, it, there used to be a time where there wasn't this hand-holding and people were adults and they would make their own mistakes and be responsible for their actions. But what's happened is these organizations these governments have said oh no we can't let people be responsible for their own actions because they might make bad choices and they're they're providing this cushion for what they would call the most vulnerable i don't know i just uh, this this is why we need crypto this is why we need to break free of the old world. And I'm not suggesting anarchy in any way, shape, or form. That is not me. If anything, I lean libertarian, but I don't even like to be political. I just want, I think people should be free. There's my politics. People should be free, period. Yeah. Well, speaking of unfree, let's get another one out of the way. Iran, they are also banning cryptocurrency mining until September 22nd because of peak electricity season. And they've gone on to say, if you find someone who is illegally mining, then uh, they will pay like the equivalent of four months salary, I read. So that's crazy. <laughs> so you don't want to be doing crazy. And then, and then maybe they'll cut off your hand. I don't know. This crazy shit goes on over there in Iran. All I know. Come to Iran. Turn in your neighbor. Get, get paid. <laughs> See something? Say something. You know what I like the most about this is it's on CryptoPotato.com, and I wish they were a sponsor of the show. Hey, Crypto Spuds, come sponsor Bad Crypto because we give you guys shout-outs all the time. Sounds good. So Crypto Slate's another great one. It's a Substack. It's a newsletter that you can subscribe to for $0. Big news in the past week for XRP and one of the founders of XRP, friend of the show, the one and only Jed McCaleb, uh, this past week before the big dump, he dumped $310 million worth of XRP. And that is a quite big chunk of XRP. But you know what? Wow. He was one of the founders of it. He was a former CTO and co-founder. 
and uh, he sold roughly 275 million XRP since early May. Part of his daily dumping. Part of my daily dumping sometimes includes corn. <laughs> I wonder if his did too. See any <laughs> a kernel of truth in there? You know, it's just a matter of time before <laughs> the rest of the big tech companies go down the crypto rabbit hole. One day there will be an announcement that Amazon.com is accepting Bitcoin. It's inevitable. Well, according to Decrypt.co, Apple's latest job posting suggests new crypto aims. There's a new job listing that is seeking a biz dev manager with five plus years experience working in or with alternative payment providers such as digital wallets, BNPL, fast payments, and cryptocurrency. This was placed on their website. What is BNPL? buy now pay later is that what that is uh that's a that's a good guess that's what i would say but i'm actually looking at this is not just according to decrypt it is a jobs.apple listing you can go to that link you can see it is a job in cupertino it is a job in marketing and a 40 hour a week position so if you guys are big fans of jobs and you've been in the cryptos, then uh, maybe you could go work at Apple and then you could be an insider and let us know what's going on. Give us the 411 and um, yeah, be cool. Right. Maybe I BNPL. think they should. They should totally do cryptos. Like they're starting to let more apps populate on the app store around crypto. So seems like they're becoming a little more open. Maybe BNPL stands for Big Nickels Plunge. Little Pennies? Love it. Pennies Little? Well, there's no, there's no, uh, I oh. was. Oh, you ruined my thing. It, it was bad anyway, so Ugh, I'm just going to get Big nipples worse. and what? I want a divorce. Big nipples? What would you say? I'm <laughs> I'm done with you. I want a divorce. Who's, okay. get, who's getting the Bitcoin? Um, well, we we each have our own wallet, so we don't have we don't have one. We don't have it. We yeah, we're good. Well, the story here in Decrypt is that crypto is playing a growing role in divorce cases. Lawyers are getting good at tracking it down because, you know, you're supposed to divvy up your assets. But tell me that there are not those who have hidden away their crypto, right, mm -hmm. in, in uh, divorce settlements. I'm sure it's happened. It's had to have happened. And so attorneys are trying to track this money down. Wait, wait there was... There was a half a million dollars in there. Where'd it go? I don't know. Maybe the dog ate it. Mm. It's, it's gone. And it would say, oh, you have to do that. Well, if you have an agreement with your, your ex and you come to an agreement on your own, guess what? You don't even actually need divorce, divorce lawyers. You can do online divorce stuff and do it all for cheap. Just make sure that you guys are on the same page, right? And, but a lot of people get very angry at each other and they're not on the same page because they're having a divorce um so good luck with all of that there's a a side story here in this article if you want to look at it which i'm not clicking on but the question is who gets custody of kim kardashian's bitcoin in the divorce and if you want to see this story or any of the stories that we are referencing in this episode you can go to our show notes really easy to do we has a website gang so go to badco dot in forward slash five one six it will through the miracle of uh web technology take you directly to our website where you will be able to see the show notes with all of the stories that we are referencing in it yeah uh, what i want to know according to the kim kardashian is who gets custody of dead ass <laughs> <laughs>
Cointelegraph put out a tweet on May 25th. Should personal privacy be limited for the sake of public safety? Find out the roots of this conflict in our upcoming documentary on the history of cryptography. Uh, May 28th, 1 o'clock Eastern. There's a teaser here in the tweet. And again, you'll find the link to that in the show notes as well. Could be very interesting. Could be. It might Could not. be very interesting. Know. Might not be. Sounds interesting. Hey, here's some interesting stuff that uh, that would maybe we would put on our NFT uh, show, but the Nifty show. But what we're going to do instead, we're going to talk about this. GameStop is hinting at new NFT project on Ethereum. Uh, it, GameStop has been in the news, seriously, and uh, we've heard about them, the whole game stonks and all that stuff. We actually had a, a, a blockchain heroes set called uh, Stonk Wars. Dun, dun, dun. Those things sold out in 35 seconds, by the way, speaking of NFTs. But they are hiring. GameStop is in the process of hiring new employers for NFTs. They want engineers, Solidity, React, Python. They want designers, gamers, marketers, community leaders. And uh, they're looking also for a security analyst with crypto and NFT experience. So there you go. There's another job that you're looking. Another place you can work, go work at Apple or go work at, go, go work at GameStop, baby. And also from the NFT world, there's a digital asset wall provider called Loco and a London-based tech firm called Materium. They have teamed up to launch NFTs that are backed by gold and have carbon offsets attached. Each NFT represents an underlying bar of gold with both the token and the physical bar of gold sharing a unique serial number. The tokens are sold with a warranty ensuring that the NFT owner has full legal rights to redeem the physical gold bar and they come in one ounce, 10 grams or 100 grams uh, featuring 3D digital art. The 100 gram NFT has an animated bull on a gold bar and uh, I guess you can get some of these on open C. So, you know, more interesting applications. Well, wait a of, second. Then uh, that one company, somebody did that, that, that. Remember you bought that one cool $50 or 50 gram ounce of yeah. gold, whatever? Uh, was that? It was uh, Bullion X. Bullion X. They were kind of doing that before anybody, right? Because those are yeah. NFTs and there's gold attached to them. Bullion X dot, was it IO? I think it was dot IO. Where is it? Bullion X dot, I don't know what it is. It's Bullion X though. And I have those NFTs. Uh, in my wall, they're you know they're like one ounce or quarter ounce. Bullionx.io, rare earth Ethereum NFTs backed by real gold. So, yeah, cool story, loco. But uh, Bullionx has been around doing this a whole lot longer, bitches. He's got some really cool coins, things too. I like them. There's some. Oh, nice. There's a great one right there. Yeah, one of them's like Ooh. a dragon. So now that we've NFTsed you, if you're interested in NFTs, we have another podcast that's dedicated purely to the NFT world. It's called The Nifty Show. It's twice weekly. Every Tuesday, we release the Nifty News episode. It's like bad news, only it's Nifty News. And then we've got the live Nifty Show that takes place on the YouTubes and Theta TV every Thursday at 5 o'clock Eastern. So if you go to nifty.show forward slash YouTube, or nifty.show forward slash theta. You could find that show there. And of course, the audio, the video version is turned into an audio podcast as well. So uh, it is now, you know, found its way into the top 100 of technology podcasts. So uh, go check that out if NFTs are your jam. And before we close out the show, uh, we've got a little listener feedback, but Sir Lord Travis Wright is going to tell you why you need a ledger. I like to have a ledge to put little statues on, right? And there you oh, go. Sure. You go to 
badco.in forward slash ledger <laughs> to, to get your, your Ledger Nano S or your uh, your other Ledger Nano, the X, mm-hmm. to store your, your assets, your crypto assets. Cover your assets. I would say this. If you're just getting started with crypto, you kind of do the baby steps and do the Coinbase thing. After you're getting a little more sophisticated, you need to realize you need to take your cryptos off the exchanges and store them in a hardware wallet off of the internet. And that's what Ledger does. Badco.in forward slash Ledger. And you use the code badcrypto20. That'll give you 20% off. Martin wrote us on, um, he left a review on Bad Crypto in reference to last week's bad news. He said, I was listening to this episode on headphones while cycling home yesterday and was laughing so hard, I got stopped by the police and had to explain why I'm cycling and laughing loudly, not to mention the stares of other cyclists. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're here to uh, to get you pulled over. Glad we could be of assistance. I wonder which episode he was listening to that was so funny. It was five fourteen. Oh, was that was? last week. Last week's bad news. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I think that we were talking about. Were we talking about corn then? I don't know. I don't remember what was so funny. We had we were cracking jokes. I remember it was, it was the, the bad corn podcast coming soon. <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep calling those back because it just makes me laugh every time. So we're this week actually we have three bad crypto episodes. There's a bonus episode that's coming up Friday that you do not want to miss with Tika Tawari. This is a fascinating interview with a fascinating individual that's releasing with a fascinating day of the week, Friday, that we usually don't release fascinating episodes. And so if you don't have your subscription turned on yet, this would be a great time. Go into whatever app you use to download and listen to these shows. Make sure you hit subscribe. If you haven't left us a review yet, please leave one. Make it funny, especially if you get pulled over and get thrown in prison for laughing loudly while driving that's and, I, we'll read and that. I ran while you're mining bitcoin yeah we'll read that on the show it'll be totally worth it trust me i am not a prison advisor uh and uh share with a friend do it come and check it out thank you for tuning in folks really appreciate you another episode in the can this is episode number 516 this is my birthday episode not because today's my birthday but 516 is and you missed it None of you sent me a freaking present. I didn't get any Bitcoin. I didn't get any Doge donated into my wallet. You know that. Da, 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 da. 516 was your birthday. Remember Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Trav, you really got to stop with the corn jokes. I mean, they're, they're shitty. They're, they're getting a little corny. Yeah, it's old. I mean, nobody cares to hear about when we eat corn and when we see it again. Well, I'm going to write a love letter to corn.
dear corn, I, miss I you. love you so much. You're tasty. Can't wait to see you again. Can't wait to see you in a couple of days. Undigested. Why doesn't corn digest? It's so weird. It's like it looks exactly the same. I don't know, but we really need to stop with the corn jokes. I think it's as you just added fuel to it, which I'm now probably going to do more. Cornhole. <laughs> We're corny.